Matthew chapter 7, and we are to the end of the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, we're going to pick up with verse 24. (coughs) And read through verse 29. As we read, let's remember this is God's Word. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded upon the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one having authority, and not as their scribes. Again, that is God's word. Let's pray. Oh, Holy Father, we come in submission to your will and your way this morning. And we know that your will and your way is recorded for us in the book from which we just read. And I pray that we would be people of the book, people who are committed to its truth, people who are understand that it is the way of life. People who long not just to know it, but to be transformed by it and to live according to its principles. I pray that that would be our desire this morning as we come again before your word together. Be our teacher, be our helper, be our instructor. I pray that the words that I say from this pulpit this morning would be words of truth and words of life that feed the hearts of your people. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, most of us uh, are very familiar with the story that I read this morning from the end of uh, Matthew chapter 7. Those of us who grew up in the church and who grew up coming to Bible school, can probably still remember a little song about the rains coming down and the floods coming up, and then about the house on the rock standing fast and the house on the sand falling flat. Remember those days? It's a pretty good way to remember that story, but there's a lot more there than what that little song conveys. These are actually very serious words. And they follow other various serious words that Jesus has spoken as he brings this great sermon to a conclusion. It helps to remember the context. To remember that really beginning back with verse 13, Jesus has been stressing to us the importance of entering the right gate, of going down the right road, of hearing the right message, of bearing the right fruit, of making the right profession and of depending upon the right 
evidence. And now in our text this morning, he goes on to talk about the importance of laying the right foundation. As we've seen, all that, at least by implication, shows that there is a wrong gate. There's a wrong road. There's a wrong message. There's wrong fruit. There is a wrong profession. There's wrong evidence. And as we'll see, there's a wrong foundation. As he brings this sermon to a conclusion, as we've seen, Jesus is exhorting us to choose and to make the right choice. Because the choice that Jesus gives us here at the end of Matthew chapter 7 is the most important choice you will make in life. Your eternal destiny is determined by it. Whether you go to heaven or hell is determined by your response to what Jesus says in these verses. It is that serious. That's why it appears Jesus is saying to us over and over here, be sure, be sure, be sure. Again, the Sermon on the Mount is all about the kingdom of God. It describes for us what I've called kingdom character, and it gives us what I've called kingdom rules for kingdom living. And before Jesus brings this sermon to a conclusion, he wants to make sure that you know that you are in the kingdom and not outside of it. And that's what he's been describing with all these different analogies that I've recounted for you already twice this morning. He's saying that you are to make the right choice. To make the wrong choice leads to disaster. As we saw last week, to think you've made the right choice when in fact you've made the wrong choice is the height of self-deception. Now I wish, I wish, that I could make these sermons lighter and happier and more pleasant. There are lots of congregations, you know, looking for light and happy and pleasant sermons. But I know you're not like that. You want the truth. And I'm committed, best I know how, to give it to you. And the reality is the truth of the gospel sometimes has a hard edge to it. It has a hard edge because it distinguishes light from darkness, life from death, truth from error. And the gospel makes it clear you're either on one side of that ledger or the other. There is no middle ground. And so in this last sermon, from this last text in the Sermon on the Mount, we really have the same message. Just as you are to choose, again, the right gate, the right road, the right message, the right fruit, the right profession, and the right evidence. You're to choose the right foundation. Well, what do we see here in these verses? First, we see that Jesus talks about a series of pairs. And the pairs are, he describes two men, two houses, two foundations, and two results. And as you read through this story, you realize there are some similarities between them. But also there are some significant differences. These two men in this story, probably had much in common. They probably lived in much the same area. 
could have had the same friends, went to the same markets, attended the same synagogue. It's clear they both had the same desire, the same need. They either both desired or needed to build a house. And so that's what they did. Not only did the men share much in common, but the houses that they built obviously shared much in common also. Apparently there's no clear difference between the houses by the way they looked. They could have been built by the same blueprint, could have been built out of the same materials, could have been the same size. However, what was different between these two houses was the two foundations on which they were built. One of these men built his house on the rock, Jesus says. The other man, Jesus says, built his house on the sand. Now, those of us who live in Mississippi or lived here very long understand the importance of laying a solid foundation for anything that we build. You know, the Yazoo clay that covers much of our state can be quite unstable. If you don't dig it out and put in some good dirt that's going to pack together well, you're going to have trouble. Back when I was in seminary living in Jackson, uh, my sister and brother-in-law, we were all quite young back in those days, uh, they lived in Pearls. One of the few times in our lives that Carol and I have lived really anywhere close to some family members, loved, lived enjoyed being uh, near them. We were out toward Clinton and they were in Pearl, but we got to spend some time together. They bought a little house in Pearl. They had, were beginning of their family. Well, the little house began to have some problems. First of all, the doors wouldn't shut. Then there were some cracks in the sheetrock. Then there were some gaps where you don't want gaps. And you know what happened? The ground began to shift because whoever built the house didn't lay a good enough foundation and when the ground began to shift, the house began to shift with it. We all know that the foundation is the most important part of any house. If you don't get the foundation right, the house is not going to be right. Some of you are building houses now, and I'm sure you've gone to great pains to make sure that you've laid the right foundation, a foundation that will support the weight of your house. Well, these two men built their houses on different foundations. One of the men took some time and effort to investigate. Perhaps he took some soil samples. Might even drill down into the soil to make sure there was rock there and built his house upon the rock. The other man was either in a hurry or careless. Didn't take the time to investigate or plan or think it through and built his house upon the sand. Now, you know there's a big difference in those two foundations. Big difference between rock and sand. Big difference between building your house on one and building it on the other. Now, again, the houses might have looked the same. From the outside, there might not have appeared to be much different about them. The only difference was in what you could not see. That was what was underneath that on which the houses were built. The foundations 
that had been laid. And that difference became clear in the results. And the results became clear when the weather changed. Could have been they had a tropical storm like we had last weekend come through here. But regardless, it dumped a lot of rain, caused a lot of wind, and brought about significant flooding. Jesus talks about the rain, the floods, and the winds that came. Just like the little song says, the rains came down and, and the floods came up. Well, you know what happened. The house that had been built upon the rock stood fast when the storms, as Jesus said, slammed against it. It stood fast. And the storms slammed against the house built upon the sand. It collapsed. Both houses looked much the same until the storms hit. And then the difference became all too clear. And the difference in the results was because of the difference in the foundations. Now, Jesus says something different about each of these men. If you notice in verse 24, he calls the man who built his house upon the rock a wise man. In verse 26, he calls the man who built the house upon the sand a foolish man. And so the picture of the two houses with the two foundations that experienced the two results really points us to two men. One who made a wise decision and the other who made a foolish one. Well, in the second place, we see that Jesus really ties this story in with what he's been teaching all the way back since Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. You see, these two houses represent our lives. They represent your life, and they represent my life. You see, each one of us is building something out of our lives. Every day you are constructing your life, putting it together. And just as with a house, the foundation on which you build your life is the most important thing. And the point Jesus is making here is that the only sure and solid foundation upon which you can build your life is the person of Christ and the truth of his word. Look at what Jesus says in verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then verse 26. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Notice that the right foundation is made up of Christ and his word. The person of Christ and the word of God is the only solid foundation you have. It's the only solid foundation I have upon which we can build our lives. The wise man does it. Jesus says, the foolish man does not. Now once again, Jesus is giving us a choice. You have a choice. Just as you had a choice to enter 
the wrong, right gate or the wrong gate, the narrow gate or the wide gate. Just you had a choice to go down the, the wide road or the narrow road. Just as you have a choice to hear the, the right message or the message of a false prophet. Just as you have a right to bear the, the right the choice to bear the, the right fruit or the wrong fruit, to make a right profession or a wrong profession, depending on the right evidence of salvation or the false evidence of it, you have a choice. You have a choice to build on the rock or to build on the sand. You see, we're talking about something much more significant than a house. Now, it's very sad, isn't it? When you see a house like my sister's house that really almost became unlivable because the foundation shifted so much. It's really sad to see a house that has been swept away from its foundation by a flood because it was not grounded securely. But even more sad than that is to see a life that either falls apart or is swept away by the storms of life. And that's what Jesus is teaching us here. The difference in our lives, the difference in the foundation on which we build our lives, becomes evident when the storms come. We can all look much the same. To the human eye, there might not be much difference between us. When all is well, the sun is shining, the skies are blue. As we say today, life is good. There may not appear to be much difference. But let the storm clouds begin to build. And let the winds begin to howl. Let the torrents of rain begin to come down. Let the floods begin to ravage. And then you begin to see the difference. Then you begin to see on what kind of foundation your life has been built. Because if there's one thing the Bible promises, it is that the storms will come. The rains will fall. The winds will blow and the floods will slam against the house that you're building of your life. And what will make the difference is the foundation upon which you have built it. Now those storms come in a variety of ways. Sometimes those storms assail our families. The evil one loves to attack the home. And the family, many times the storms of life come howling through our homes. It could be your relationship with your spouse that at times seems to be much more stormy than it does peaceful. Look, every relationship has stormy periods. Every marriage goes through periods of stress. I tell couples that come to me for premarital counseling that, you know, two sinners don't make a perfect marriage. 
Two sinners make an imperfect marriage. A marriage that by definition is characterized by sin and marred by its effects. And sometimes that sin becomes so great that the storms assail us and try to drive us off the foundation of our lives. What matters, you see, is the foundation on which you've built your life and on which you've built your marriage. That's why we just don't jump into marrying people around here. At least I don't. Don't many PC pastors who do. Without being quite deliberate about it. Taking couples through months of premarital counseling to make sure that the foundation upon which they're building their lives and their home is a solid foundation. Could be the storm is in your relationship with your children. The devil not only attacks the relationship between spouses, but also he attacks the relationship between parents and children. It might be a young child, a strong-willed child that you deal with every day and almost seems resistant to discipline. Might be a teenager trying their best to gain some sense of independence. They just don't know how to do it without appearing rebellious. Might be an adult child who's wandered from the faith, who's broken your heart, who's estranged from the family. The storms howl against our homes. And again, the foundation upon which you built it makes all the difference when the storms come. Sometimes the storms are economic. And some of you may be there right now. When money is tight, it can play all kinds of havoc. It might be that you've gotten yourselves head over heels in debt. And you don't see how you can ever repay what you owe. It might be a mortgage that is like a noose around your neck. It might be a school loan that continues to suck the life out of you every month. It might be that you've just chosen a lifestyle that your income cannot support. But it's a storm. And the storm is howling around you. And how you deal with that and respond to that will be determined by the foundation upon which you've built your life. Sometimes those storms are related to your health. A serious illness to you or to your family can be like a raging storm that comes howling against you. It can shake your faith in God. It can give you deep anxiety about the future as you go through surgery or extended treatment. My father was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease at age 65. For those of you who don't know, that's just seven years away from me. I wonder sometimes. That storm assails me. How I'll deal with that. 
Some of you may think I'm already dealing with that from time to time. Makes you think, doesn't it? How you will deal with the storms of life when they come raging against you. Some of you have had cancer, lost loved ones, gone through periods of prolonged illness. How we deal with those situations is determined by the foundation upon which we built our lives. You know, I could go on and on this morning, but you get the point. The foundation matters. What you build your life on is important. If you've built your life on the person of Christ and upon the unshakable truth of God's word, then let the winds blow, let the rains come, let the floods slam against us because our foundation is safe and secure. The foundation for your life and my life, the only one that can withstand all the raging storms of life is the foundation of Christ and the truth of His Word. What does the old hymn say? On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All of the ground, folks. All of the ground. Sinking sand. There's one last storm of that really in the context, I think, is the storm Jesus is referring to in our passage. And that's the storm of God's day of judgment. What did he say in the previous verses? Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did we not do this and that in your name? And he will say, what? Depart from me, I never knew you. It's in the context of judgment that Jesus gives these words. Who will stand in that day? Who will stand against the raging flood of the judgment of God? It's those who have built their lives upon the foundation of the reality of the person of Christ and the promises of His Word. You are one place or the other this morning. I said a moment ago, each one of us is building a life. We're building our lives. And this morning, you, yourself, are building your life one of two places. You're either building it on the rock, the solid rock of Christ and His Word, or you're building it on the shifting sands of human philosophy, self-centeredness, It's the most important choice you make in life. Upon what are you building your life? Folks, the facade doesn't matter. Many times what people see is deceptive. What really matters is that on which your house is built. That upon which your life is built. Because your life is only as good 
is the foundation on which you build it. Before we conclude, I want you to look with me at verses 28 and 29. It says, when Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one having authority and not as their scribes. Notice what it says and what it does not say. It does say that they were amazed at his teaching. It does not say that they were impacted by it or they were changed by it or that they made a difference in their lives. You come to the end of the Gospels and how many people are standing with Jesus? Folks, you've heard it. I've heard it. I've spoken it. The question is not how much we've heard it, how much we're fascinated by it. The question is how much we believe it, whether we choose to live by it, whether we choose to obey it, whether we choose to allow that to be the foundation upon which we build our lives. Make sure. Make sure you enter the right gate, go down the right road, hear the right message, bear the right fruit, give the right profession, look for the right evidence, and build the right foundation. We're going to conclude in just a moment by singing that familiar tune which says... How firm a foundation is laid for your faith. How firm a foundation. Do you have it? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the truth of your word, and I pray that you would take it now and apply it to our hearts, that we would be pointed to Christ. In whose name we pray. Amen. Let's stand.